0: Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. This week is the Southwest Believers Convention in Fort Worth, Texas. Glory to God. Gloria and I invite you to come. I'm telling you, I know you've heard us say this before. One word from God can change your life forever. Be totally immersed in the Word of God all week long. Now, this week. I've invited Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, my grandson and granddaughter, to minister to you on the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Now, this young man has been in the ministry since he's three years old. I'm I'm serious, since he's three years old and he's never ever done anything else in his life. He is one of the most anointed young men that I've ever known. I have learned so much from Jeremy and from Sarah and the young people that, that are in and around his ministry you're gonna really enjoy today. So get your Bibles and let's begin our Bible lesson.
1: Hi, welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast where Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons were so glad to be with you today. Thank you so much for watching and tuning in. And I want to say thank you to my grandparents, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, for allowing us the opportunity to come into your life, into your home, into your heart with the Word of God. We're so thankful for this and every opportunity we have to preach the Word of God. This Word is alive and has the ability to bring change into our lives, change from the inside out. And to get to speak to this global congregation is an awesome, awesome thing to us. So thank you. Mimi and Paw we love You we thank you for this opportunity. And for those of you who are watching, listen, you are sowing seeds today. The word says that those who honor me, this is what the Lord said, those who honor me, I will honor. And like we've talked about before, when you give time to the things of God, just like you're doing right now, just by watching or listening to this broadcast, you are honoring Him with your time. And when you honor Him, He honors you. And I want to remind you today that if you've missed anything on the broadcast leading up to this, uh, since the beginning of this week, go back and get caught up with us. KCM.org. You can watch broadcast there. And while you're online, visit KCM.org slash notes to get all the study notes from these broadcasts that Sarah and I are doing with you all this week and next week as well. So get, uh, get on the same page with us, literally on the same page, feed on the word of God with us and let this living word minister life to you. Father, we love you and worship you today. We come before you boldly, just the way your word instructs us to do. We come with eyes open, ears open hearts wide open. We want to see Jesus, hear his voice, understand who we are in him and who he is in us. We thank you for the good work you've begun in us, Lord. You are faithful to finish it. We worship and praise you today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We've been talking for several days now on the broadcast about living a legacy. Now, a lot of people talk about leaving a legacy and that's important, but I want to remind you that our foundation for this is the belief that the life you live is the legacy that you leave. The life you live is the legacy that you leave. And I'm so thankful for my grandparents, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, my parents, George and Terry Pearsons, and for the house that I grew up in. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I realized pretty early on that not every other house was like mine. And and we may talk some about that uh, next week on the broadcast. But what made our house different was that we were and are a family of faith. And that means that we believe not only is there a God, what we believe, uh, he exists and he's got a good plan for our lives. We believe his word is real and true and alive and we live our lives based on that belief. That's what it was to grow up for me in the house of faith. And, um, I'm just, again, so grateful and thankful for their commitment to the word and their commitment to teaching me and my sister Aubrey how to live and how to walk by faith. And that's the legacy that they've instilled in us. But as Sarah, it's just like you and I've said for years now, there are two kinds of legacies, the one you keep and the one you leave. Mm -hmm. And every generation is supposed to exist as a bridge from the one before to the one that's coming. So we're living and ministering right now with the realization, Mimi and Papa, mom and dad, this life and this message of faith is something we are hanging on to Mm -hmm. and we're not losing sight of it. We're not losing our grip on it. And at the same time, This is the legacy of faith that we're putting in our children who are growing up in our house right now. And all of this is the motivation with which that Sarah and I are stepping out into this next phase of ministry right now and launching Legacy Church. That's right. You heard it here. (laughs) We are launching a brand new church and we're moving. And we'll talk some about this today. We are moving from Fort Worth, Texas, moving our family, moving our staff, moving our ministry. And we are headed to Colorado. And that's been a dream in our hearts for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's uh, said that this is the time, Mm -hmm. that this is the right time. We believe he's adding this pastoral anointing to us. I know you've seen it more as you've ministered to people and I've experienced it more and it's, it's a different thing, isn't it? Yeah, It's new, yeah, but it's wonderful.
2: It's rich. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it is. And we're excited about it. Our foundation scripture. Do you have that in Psalm 145? Mm -hmm. Would you read that? And then I want you to read it also in that other translation that you had, the passion translation. And, um, let's read our foundation again and then move on from it today.
2: It says one generation shall praise your works to another And shall declare your mighty acts in the passion translation. It says generation after generation will declare more of your greatness and declare more of your glory. Thank you, Lord. I love that (laughs) one
1: generation after the other. And that is the job of every generation Mm -hmm. is to declare the goodness of God, to to declare his ways, his acts. What does that mean? That means to. To have those times, frequent times with our kids, where we sit down, your kids, your grandkids and say, this is what God has done. Mm -hmm. This is what God is doing. And this is what we are in faith for God to do in our future and instilling in them that he was and is the same yesterday, today and forever. And that's what's at the heart for us of Legacy Church is that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever, which means he was the answer, is the answer, always will be the answer because he's Jesus for every generation. Yeah.
2: Some people may be asking, well, how do I declare it? How do I tell? And really, it's simple. You have to have your own story with God. It's a story. Yeah. The Lord spoke to me one time and he said, faith in God will give you a story that will give him glory. Faith in God will give you a story that will give him glory. And in order to do that, you have to have your own God and you have to have your own story to tell, to tell to your children. And then you, how do you practically live this every day? You have to be looking for moments, and be led by the Holy Spirit. When he deals with you,
1: mm-hmm.
2: stop right now and tell your, your children what I did for them, Yeah, what I did for you. Stop right now and take this as an opportunity. You have yeah. to be always looking for those little moments, those little opportunities that you can tell the story of what God's done for you. I know yeah. we do that. We we're do that there. all the time yeah. at bedtime. We pray together. And I know just the other night we were praying and well, there was one quiet moment. I don't remember. That's very rare yeah. in our house, especially at bedtime. I don't know what happens at bedtime where everybody up. gets wild and they got to get their wiggles out. And there, and I'm like, really, it's,
1: not it's daddy's fault, right? I, it's it's
2: all, all daddy's fault because, yeah, okay, yes, yeah. there's funny things that happen. Yeah. yeah, tickle fights and all kinds of stuff. I'm thinking, why? Why would you get them riled up I don't right know. before bedtime? I don't know. But anyway, we just had these moments, these wonderful moments, prayer times. Yeah, think about when we used to t- try to take communion when they were little together. Yeah, that was that wild was too. Yeah. Sword fights during, you know, passing the communion elements. <laughs> that was wild. But no, we have these really great prayer times and we pray together. And this is one thing that's fun about our kids getting a little older is we can lay there and we pray together and we speak the word. We have, we say things together, the same thing together every night. Yeah. And that's a huge thing that I've learned about parenting. And about raising our family is that we have to, that repetition is so powerful. The more you repeat the same thing over and over, consistency and repetition, that they get it and they see it and they begin to live it. But what do we say every night before bed?
1: By your grace and by the leadership of your spirit, we We
2: will will always always be be in in the the right right place. place At, at the, the right, right time, time doing, doing the, the right, right thing with the right people. people. Yeah. And we pray and we spend time and we say these things together and yeah. then we take these moments to tell our children about the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Oh, you don't, you, and looking back and just remembering, and sometimes it takes a little bit. And one of the things I think we've seen in our family, and maybe we talk about this next week a little bit more, but is how we have to put down the electronics. We have to put away the cell phones. We have to put away the iPads. We have to turn off the TV in order to find a quiet moment to tell these stories about God's faithfulness. And if you never have a quiet moment, if you never have time together around the dinner table, if you're always watching TV or always on the iPad, always on the phone, always on Instagram, always on social media, you don't have a moment to hear the Holy Spirit tell you Here's your opportunity. Yeah. Here's that moment. Here's a per, your per, it's a perfect opportunity to tell them of my goodness and my faithfulness. Yeah. Go Sarah, tell them about this time. <laughs> tell them about this. And what they do is they remember that. And I I think the reason I'm so big on this is because I have memories of my parents and my grandparents sitting me down and talking to me, of um, just telling me stories about amazing experiences with mm-hmm. God. Not very long ago, I, I sat down in the living room with my Mimi and my Papa, that's what I call them. And we just sat there and they began to go back and tell me all these amazing stories of when they were younger and the first time that the pa- their pastors would call them up to pray in church. Mm-hmm. Or the first time that uh, my papa, he was a Baptist preacher and he was so against speaking in tongues, so <laughs> against it. And my Mimi was secretly sneaking across the street to the neighbor who was spirit filled and asking, trying to, trying to get tongues, trying to receive, trying to learn about it, trying to get some kind of revelation. She was, she was hungry for it. She was sneaking across the street (laughs) behind my papa's back. And, and um, then one day she came inside and my papa came up to her and he said, Doris, I have been praying in a heavenly language. He was just in his office seeking the Lord over Sunday, what to preach in church on Sunday on the Baptist church. And he got filled with the Holy Spirit in his office, on his knees, all by himself. He came out and he said, I've been praying in a heavenly language. You thought she would have been excited for him, but instead she was mad at him. (laughs) (laughs) She wanted it. She wanted it. She's like, Lord, I've been seeking you for this. Where is it for me? You know. But anyway, they came, they got more revelation on it and then started stepping out and learning more about faith and then changed the course of our whole family. Yeah. And we became a family of faith. They decided to bring our whole family into the household of faith. What a wonderful thing. And all these years that my parents passed it down to my parents, and my parents raised us in a family. We were always around the presence of the Lord always. They always had us in church. They always had us, um, deep in the things of God. We were always talking uh, about God together. We were always spending time together. And you know, back then we didn't have cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college. And I mean it's it's a different world we live in today, but it can be a distraction and it can be something that keeps distance between us. Mm-hmm. And what we we don't want distance, we wanna we wanna be together. Mm-hmm. We wanna spend time together, we wanna grow together. And I don't I'm not saying you have to get rid of all that stuff, but it is good to check our hearts and to monitor mm-hmm. how much time that we have to actually hear the voice of God and to be quiet and be together and and hear from God as a family.
1: Yeah. Last night, I didn't even tell you this, but last night when we were putting the kids to bed after we left the room, uh, you'd gone into our room and I'm sitting downstairs and I hear Jessie crying. We'd hadn't been gone two minutes and she's crying. And, and, um, so I went up there to check on her and she said, I said, what's going on, baby? And she said, every time I lay down, I just have bad thoughts. Mm. Now, every night we pray over this. And there's, this is another one of those things we say every night. We plead the blood of Jesus over them and we say they will have good dreams. We thank the Lord for good dreams and good thoughts and that no evil, unkind or unlovely thought will be able to enter their heart or their minds because of the peace of God that stands guard over them in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you every night we say these things. But she said uh, last night I laid down and I'm having bad thoughts and she's crying. I said, Baby, what's bad thought? What, do you, what bad thought are you having? You know what she said? She said, I my bad thought is that we got caught in a tornado. Hmm. I've never heard her say that before. And we've never been in a tornado before. I think the closest we came was a few weeks ago there was a tornado warning in our area and it wasn't that close to us, but they were recommending everybody to, you know, find a safe place and of course here in Texas that's, you got to get used to stuff like that. So we we said, okay, kids, let's go to our closet. That was going to be the safe place. Well, they, I guess they had it in their head. This was going to be an all night (laughs) affair. They come downstairs dragging blankets and buckets full of stuffed animals. And they were ready to like hunker down.
2: I'm like, guys, get in the closet (laughs) now. The the, the name of this game
1: is hurry guys. And uh, so I were moving into the closet. They were trying to move in with us, yes. And so I don't know if something, some sort of seed of fear about a tornado got in her heart right then. But last night she's crying about it. But I, I, you're talking about looking for those moments to put something mm-hmm. in them. The Holy Spirit is quickened this to me right away. Don't ignore this. Don't tell her, oh, that's nothing. Just go to sleep. There's a tendency sometimes, especially at the end of the day, when you're at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> when you wish the day had ended about an hour and a half ago and you still got a couple hours left. Uh, there's a tendency to kind of rush through. Let's get the kids in bed. Let's, let's, let's go to bed ourselves. That kind of thing. And the Lord has prompted me a number of times. Don't rush bedtime.
2: Yeah.
1: Don't rush it. Yeah. Don't rush through your prayer. That's good. Don't rush through the word. Make sure you get these times. And again, last night, the Lord was saying, don't ignore this. So I sat there with her and you know what came to me. I heard my papa's voice and I began to tell her, Jesse, you're going to have to fight those thoughts, but you can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You have to fight thoughts with words. Yeah. Now, how many times yeah. have I heard my papa either say that to me or look into this very camera and say it to you and people <laughs> all over the world. Yeah. What's coming up? That legacy of faith is yeah. coming up. And I said, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to have to say it out loud. And I walked her through Philippians, Was it? Chapter four. I'm not going to take anxious thought, explain yeah. to her what that means. And, uh, said, you know, you don't have to be worried. You, you say, here's what I am going to think about. Yeah. And we talked about good things to think about. And meanwhile, she's got your music playing in the corner of the room. And I said, you know what you do? Just start singing along with mm-hmm. mommy. Just sing with her. Yeah. She's like, I can sing with her. She's not in the room, but she's over there. So she's figured it all out. <laughs> and I walked away from her. Of course, she went right to sleep. Not another sound. And I walked away from her going, thinking to myself, that's what was supposed to happen in that moment. Yeah. There was fear. We answered it in faith and now there's something in her Mm -hmm. that will live in her. I was thinking, Sarah, about this move that you and I are getting ready to make. We're packing up right now. As a matter of fact, by the time you see these broadcasts, we'll probably already be there and closed on the property and the new house and all of that. But right now, while we're sitting here taping this, we're still, we're packing up and transitioning. A lot of things going on, but We've talked on previous broadcasts about our motivation for launching this church, Legacy Church, is for Justice and Jesse. Mm -hmm. But one of the scriptures that has been our scripture, and I claim it as our own for years now, for 10 years or more, is here in the book of Mark chapter 10. And there's a lot of context that if we had time, we'd read down into it. And maybe in the coming days or over next week's broadcast, we can. But for today, just look at what Jesus said in verse 29 of Mark chapter 10. Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house, or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands, for my sake, and the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution, and in the age to come eternal life. This has been our verse since all the way back when we were still on staff here at the ministry, praying about taking that step into our own ministry and Needing that word from the Lord. And this is where he led us, where he said, nobody's ever left anything for my sake in the gospels that they won't receive a hundredfold of anything and everything they've left. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about making this move. And your brother, Jordan, who works for us, he and his wife, Courtney, are part of our team. And when we went in front of our whole team months ago and said, this is what the Lord's saying. We're moving the ministry. We're starting the church. And as we said, guys, look, we want you to be with us. We want to do this with you, but you have to hear from God on your own. So go take some time, find out what the Lord wants you to do and all this, and then let us know. And of course, one by one, they just came to us and said, we're in, let's do it. Let's go for it. Some of them were building houses, uh, and, and had a decision that they were going to leave something, whether or not they'd leave something for Jesus sake in the gospels. And your brother, Jordan said something that really stuck with me. He came and he said, Mm -hmm. Titus, that's their new little baby boy who's just, I mean, he's what, six months old, eight months old. He said, he needs to see us do this. Mm -hmm. Now, here he is just a little guy who really doesn't have (laughs) many memories from you know probably a week or two ago. But Jordan's already, Jordan and Courtney are already living with the realization that this move they're making, they're doing it, not just for their sake, Mm -hmm. but for their son's sake. So good. Mm-hmm. He said he needs to see us do this, in other words, this needs to be part of our family 's story, yeah, that we were willing to leave something yeah for jesus sake in the gospels,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and what the Lord has shown us over the years is that leaving something when you do it for jesus sake in the gospels it 's not losing something. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing me? Leaving something is not losing something. Yeah. Jesus said, whatever you're willing to leave for his sake in the gospels, you'll receive a hundredfold return. That's, that's harvest talk. That's, that's sowing and reaping. So evidently leaving something is not losing something. Leaving something is sowing it. Yeah. And I am so mindful right now of Justice and Jesse. We're talking all this broadcast about putting these things in our children. They're watching, mm-hmm. and we are doing this so that they see us do it. Yeah. Could we stay? I mean, sure. This is where I've grown up, it's where we've spent all our married life. There's a certain level of so called security here, yeah. but there is no place more secure mm-hmm. than the middle of the will of God for you and mm-hmm. for your family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there may be something right now that the Lord is speaking to you and calling you uh, husbands, fathers, wives, listen to me. There may be something he's calling you to leave for his sake and the gospels. And it could very well be to move geographically from one place to another. Um, Just go back through and, and look at the things Jesus listed. These things that people cling to as security He'll help you identify what you have more faith in than him. Mm-hmm. He'll help you see it and he'll help you see it by asking you to leave it. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Lord's doing for us. We've, we've established a ministry here. We've got property. The kids are in a good school. My whole family's here, but. Is his sake in the gospels and the establishing of this new work and the outreach of Legacy Church, is it worth stepping away from what's so-called comfortable yeah. and so-called secure yeah. and into the plan of God for our lives?
2: I believe that every single person that's ever been used great by, greatly Amen. by God, yeah. God has had to ask them to step out and move. Without knowing where they were going. And leave something. And leave something. And it is always followed by, it is a great risk, but there's always an awesome reward. And there's always promotion. There's always that hundredfold return when you leave.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Well, Sarah and I are out of time right now on this broadcast, but don't go anywhere. She and I will be back in just a moment.
2: We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.